0: It's the Geeky Waffle Podcast. Welcome, foolish mortals. Today we're talking about the Han Mansion, and I'm so excited to talk to Alice and Buddy of Those Happy Places. Hey, ghouls.
1: <laughs> we are your hosts, your guest hosts.
0: Hey. <laughs> no, this, is, this is a <laughs> pun-filled episode because... <laughs> it's a Haunted Mansion ride from Disney. That is what the Haunted Mansion is. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. all puns. <laughs> uh,
1: and and the, the puns are such an important part of the Haunted Mansion, like it, its whole vibe. Uh, part of the timelessness of the Haunted Mansion are these puns that are uh, just worked into our collective memory of what the Haunted Mansion is, I feel like without the puns, it would not be such an enduring ride. Drag
2: your bodies to the dead center of the room.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So do you guys remember when you first went on this ride or if you rode it as a child? Well, we both grew up,
2: in Southern California, really close to Disneyland. So like being at Disneyland and being like theme park people is kind of built into our identity. I don't remember the first time I ever rode the Haunted Mansion. It was a favorite from a very, very early age.
1: Yeah, it's funny. My earliest memories of the Haunted Mansion are not of the Haunted Mansion. Uh, they are of a sing-along songs tape set at Disney-
0: <laughs> I have that! I- I had it too. <laughs> no. That made me obsessed with going to Disneyland.
1: Yeah, because
0: uh, I am an hour away from Disney World, so I didn't go to Disneyland until like two, three years ago. And sadly, I went in August, and guess what was closed? Disney. Oh, the Haunted Mansion was closed. Oh, so was the
1: Haunted Box
2: Mansion Street. closed in August? To- yes. yes. Oh no, the Matterhorn too. Yes. Oh,
0: that was the dream.
1: Oh no. Yes. Yeah, That's so- too bad. I'm
0: already planning another trip whenever it's realistically possible for me to travel. Okay. But yeah, so I grew up an hour away, pretty close. Theme park people too. Cause I blame our parents. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I actually didn't ride this until I was a preteen because I honestly, as a child, I was terrified of everything. I was terrified of space mountain. I, we would always get to the Haunted Mansion at night and they would have, like, the howl and the fog. And I would be like, I'm going to skip this and get a churro.
1: <laughs> yeah, for, for a long time uh, growing up at Disneyland, it was the same thing. In fact, the the one that I remember being scared of that is incredibly embarrassing is I was scared of Pirates of the Caribbean for a really long time. Um, I was scared and, of that, too. And Haunted Man is right there. And it's all part of that kind of corner of the park. And yeah I was scared of those scary pirates, which in retrospect is absurd uh and actually <laughs> so so is being scared of the haunted mansion because despite the fact that it is a haunted attraction uh with many ghosts and spooks and scares uh it's not like a scary ride
2: uh no, it's quite like chill and relaxing it's not like thrilling it's not like there's no drops or loops or or anything like. Like, to, that's the kind of thing I was scared of as a kid. I wouldn't go on Big Thunder for a really long time because it looked too fast.
0: But Haunted oh, Mansion that. is, like, an incredibly <laughs> mellow ride. It is, and that's something. So I talked to my friend Emily, and she's the last person I went to Disney with, guys. It's very emotional. She came down from Minnesota, and we went in February, and we wrote it three times oh. because it's her absolute favorite, and it's mine too. And I asked her, I was like, well, why are you obsessed with it? I know why I'm obsessed. And she's like, it's... Like a spooky, not scary kind of ride, and it's a spookiness that like you love as a child about Halloween. Yes, yes, I'm like. (laughs) Well, you were talking about how you were also scared of pirates. Well, this is kind of in the vein. I feel like a sibling attraction to pirates in a way.
1: Oh yeah, in in a bunch of ways, they are both um, kind of distillations of an entire genre. Uh, of movie. Uh, And it it can help to think about Disneyland as a place where, uh, especially maybe through Walt Disney's like lens as a creator, right? A place where film and film genres could come to life. Uh, And if you think of the attractions as movies, which actually is kind of set up by some of the like art that you might see around the park, like they literally have like coming attraction posters, uh, as you go through the entry tunnels, right? Yeah. Uh, and haunted mansions uh, poster as an attraction is wonderful with the three hitchhiking ghosts and the mansion in the background. Like you're probably picturing it right now, like the the <laughs> bright blue ghosts in the yeah. in the foreground. Um, and haunted mansion is every not horror film. You're right. It's like every haunted movie, just like Pirates of the Caribbean is every pirate movie. And that's part of what makes it so special is that it, it's not really its own thing. I mean, it is its own thing, but it's very derivative of so many other things that we just immediately get and understand as an audience. Uh, And having it, strikes such a wonderful balance between spooky and silly really helps with the accessibility as well, right? Making it such a beloved attraction because you can love it for the spooks and the scares or you can love it for the laughs and the music uh, and kind of the richness of the environment and all of that kind of coalesces to make it, in my opinion, the quintessential Disney attraction.
0: Yeah, a lot of people... When I asked online on Twitter and Facebook, they all say that's my favorite Disney ride or my favorite dark ride. It's something that's very close to everyone's heart. And I kind of want to talk about, like, the history of The Haunted Mansion because I didn't realize, like, how long this was in, like, pre-production and production. It took nearly two decades to create. And Walt had this idea forever that he would have, like, a haunted house or a haunted Haunted graveyard somewhere like near the studio or near like this Mickey land he had planned before Disneyland. And the original thing was it was going to be a walkthrough tour and you would have a guide like as a butler. Can you guys imagine doing that now? I think about it sometimes um,
2: and about how that, like the difference between the Disneyland Haunted Mansion and the Disney World Haunted Mansion is that um, a little bit of the walking tour is kind of still left in the Disneyland one, the portrait gallery and like the, the part with the, with the, the busts that follow you around in yeah. Disneyland. That's a part that you walk through to get to the doom buggies. So you, you get to, to kind of, have some of the walking tour part of it in uh in disneyland whereas in disney world that's part of the right you're already on the doom buggies when you go through that that hallway with all of the with all of the pictures with the
0: paintings well now um, in disney world in the queue there's interactive things like you can play an organ you can touch <laughs> a grave it's the, uh, that's cool i want to do that <laughs> yes
1: that does sound cool
0: yeah. Yeah, I think about that a lot
2: and about like the the walking part of it like the elevator and the walking through the hall with the pictures and being able to stop and kind of look at them at your own pace kind of thing as like a as like remnants of the original plans. It's pretty neat.
1: Yeah, and it so much of talking about theme parks, rides and attractions is talking about the things that never were. Uh, The parks that were never built, the attractions that never came to be, or the versions of attractions that never came to be. And you're right, it seems ridiculous to imagine today uh, a haunted mansion that is a walkthrough. Like, it simply does not have the capacity for what we imagine at Disneyland, right?
0: Walt wanted it to be a walkthrough before Disneyland even opened, and then they were like, wow, there's a lot of people here. (laughs) So... (laughs) And then they were going to design identical attractions so they could have twice as many guests. And then they were like, oh, no, we still keep getting more guests. So for a little while, they were going to have boats like Pirates of the Caribbean.
1: I could, I could see a haunted boat ride being very good. Uh, and Pirates of the Caribbean has one of the highest capacities in the park. Like, those boats are huge. Uh, I think they're, what, five by five? Like, you yeah. can fit 25 yeah. on a boat. Uh, amazing but the solution that they eventually came up with being the Omnimover system praise the Omnimover
2: I'll praise the Omnimover Uh, it's our favorite thing yeah it's our (laughs) most
1: favorite ride vehicle of all time
2: we think about it and talk about it in almost every episode of our show
1: and praise it Uh, (laughs) and praise
2: it constantly the Omnimover track in the Haunted Mansion the Doom buggies on like an ever-moving like this constant flow of people it's It's genius. It's absolutely
0: brilliant. The way they were gonna do the boats was the mansion was gonna be flooded. So Oh. It was in a swamp, but very New Orleans. But yeah, they realized that would just be kind of messy and (laughs) too much like pirates. And yeah. Honestly, the reason that this ride got finished was because pirates got finished because walt died before it was completed and imagineers kind of felt like not sure what they were going to do the original story was a captain he's a secret pirate (laughs) and his (laughs) wife finds out that he's a pirate and he kills her and then she haunts him and other ghosts haunt him and then he's the guy who you see at the beginning of the haunted mansion who hangs himself
1: i'm glad that that has gone away (laughs) <laughs> the, the connections so to pirates yeah the connections to pirates of the caribbean are i feel like such a perfect balance of maybe winking at the fact that there's a connection here uh you know there's some similar vibes coming off of the rides but that they're their own thing is really cool i i kind of wish though that there were more rides that were sequels or side cools to other rides just in general i think that's pretty neat
0: A very Haunted Mansion, Electric (laughs) Boogaloo. Yes, yes, Haunted Mansion.
1: Haunted Mansion 2, Back in the Habit. Uh, Two
0: Haunted, two Mansion.
1: Oh, uh, Haunted Mansion 3, (gasps) The Fast and The Haunted.
0: Yeah, the hitchhiking ghosts actually go hitchhiking.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
0: (laughs) There we go. We solved it. Let's talk to the Imagineers, guys. Hire (laughs) us, Disney.
1: (laughs) We are available.
0: Yes, we are. (gasps) Speaking of the Imagineers, one side of the Imagineers wanted it to be like completely scary while the others wanted it to be comedic. It wasn't until the two met that we got our beautiful haunted mansion. A perfect balance. It of, really is.
2: Of comedy and horror. The the little jokes throughout or like the ti- it's the tiny things that that really make it funny. The ghost when you're in the graveyard at the end and the and there's ghosts in the background doing silly things like on seesaws and and you know singing and hanging out, and and it's so fun. It
0: becomes so fun at the end, which is a great balance. I feel like they need that, because I don't know if you guys were ever at Disney World when they had that Aliens ride. It wasn't even a ride. It was the Aliens experience.
1: Oh, uh, oh, what's it called? Alien Encounter? Yes. Yeah. I did
0: not go on that one, (laughs) but my friends did, and I think they still have nightmares about it. Oh, no. Yeah,
1: yeah that, that ride received a lot of criticism for being basically a straight-up horror ride. Like, oh, no. you are locked in a seat, and a vicious alien breathes on you in yes. the dark. Uh, very scary.
2: No, thank you.
0: Yeah, it's pretty much like the alien from Alien, but like without the copyright. And they they eventually like made sure there was a bunch of signs and more warnings. But of course, like if you don't speak English or if you're like 12 hours in a trip with your kids, you might miss some signs. (laughs) Yeah. So, and I feel like Disney can't quite get away with being too scary. Oh, it's not on brand.
1: No, it, it really isn't. And, uh, Haunted Mansion and its unique blend of spooks and scares and laughs, uh, you know, for us has always made it like, I don't know, it, it, it makes it special, but it also makes it tolerable isn't the right word. But <laughs> we, we've talked about this in the past where there are like scarier rides at Disneyland uh, and at the other Disney parks. For Twilight's, example, to- the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Okay, that's right? Very
0: scary. The yeah, Toad totally. one scares me the most.
1: Oh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, absolutely. I, a, you a ride literally you go,
0: go to, to hell. hell. You can't. literally.
1: You take a car ride to hell, and that's wild. Literally, it's right there in the title, but that <gasps> no, is. No,
0: it's Scary
2: Adventure.
1: Oh, so, like the apple?
2: Pinocchio. Pinocchio's I'm Daring Journey is I the scariest thing on the planet. Scream.
1: Every time, I don't even, I'm not even scared of Monstro in that ride, which is supposed to be the scary moment. I'm scared of Geppetto, because the. <laughs> No, seriously, the, Ge- the Geppetto statue is nine feet tall. Oh, no. <laughs> and he's like, Pino! Pinocchio, and it's just terrifying.
0: <laughs> I forgot, because, like, we don't have those. Like, we don't have Toad or Snow White Scary Adventure anymore at Disney World, so I forgot about those.
2: They're really scary. Snow White Scary Adventure is creepy, Um, but Pinocchio's Daring Journey, it's the, it's the donkeys for me, man. That's, that's what, that's what messes me up. I'm not scared of Geppetto. I'm scared of that animatronic boy that turns around and is a donkey. Yeah. That's so scary.
1: Pretty, pretty darn scary, I gotta say.
2: But the Haunted Mansion is spooky, but yeah, like in a Halloween, like, fun way. You, the ghosts are dancing and like having, and having like a nice time. That they they wish you to hurry back and bring your death certificate at the end. Like, that's funny.
1: I mean, it's, it's menacing. It's sure. menacing, yeah.
0: but, but, like, but, it's, but it's, like, charming. I was just going to say, like, at the, the first half of the ride, before you get to Madame Leota, mm-hmm. it can be kind of spooky because they're just, like, knocking on doors, pulling books off the shelf kind of thing. But then once Madame Leota, like, has her seance, the ghosts are like, oh, hey, you're cool. Let's hang out.
1: Yeah, Let's have a they, party. They, they receive your sympathetic vibrations, uh, <laughs> and and they understand that you are not to be haunted. They, uh what is it? They pretend to terrorize, but they're yeah. grim and grinning. You know, they're they're fun. They're here for a party. They're here to socialize, Uh and that sense of relief that you get when you see the swinging wake really start to take off. Yeah, is, uh, it's palpable. Like. The ride does a lot of great work to set up an atmosphere, and that atmosphere is so powerful. It's unlike anything else, like from the queue with all of the puns, or in the case of Magic Kingdom, all of the interactables, right? Yeah. Uh, Through the foyer where you start to be introduced to this world and then the stretching room that... Again, blends the laughs, the ridiculous ways that the guests die in the portraits, but also with these supernatural occurrences, and then a very scary moment where you see the hanged person up really in the top, and it's dark and like truly dark, pitch black. Right? Yeah. Uh, that's a, a great way to introduce like the audience into the tone here. The tone is death, sure but we laugh at it we're like aware of it we know it and it's it's not such a huge deal and in our first episode of those happy places we discussed the death positivity of uh the haunted mansion and how important that is uh not just for us as the audience of the ride but also just in general for its place in new orleans square
2: yeah it's really important to 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 think about it, as the haunted mansion originally is as placed in New Orleans Square, the idea of of death and about the the passing on or the you know the afterlife kind of thing in um in in New Orleans culture and really kind of in it, it's it's very distinctly American uh, idea of like. We cel- of celebrating the, the life of the person. And so when, like, when you walk out of the Haunted Mansion and you're back into New Orleans Square and all of this like, beautiful jazz music is blaring and it's sunny and gorgeous and, and happy out, and that, that it's very reminiscent of like a traditional New Orleans jazz funeral, um, which is a, a, a tradition where a big brass band will, will follow a funeral procession. And as soon as the body is laid to rest, you erupt into happy, gorgeous, amazing music. Like, look at how how celebratory this idea of death and passing on and moving on into you know uh, into the afterlife is, and it's so um, it's so steeped in this rich cultural history of the South and, and of New Orleans, and it it just it's it's really important where it sits in, in the park and attached to, you know, the other, the other attractions nearby, um, as kind of a a celebration of, and and like positive, like death doesn't have to be a tragic thing. We can celebrate it and, and celebrate, you know, the life that we, that we currently live. It's, um, it's important to the story of Disney, I think.
0: What's interesting is at Disney world. It's at Liberty square. Actually, all the haunted mansions around the world, they're all in different lands. And the facade matches that. Like, in Disney World, it's like a spooky manor kind of type thing. And it's like right next to the Tangled Bathrooms. <laughs> it <laughs> and
2: it's is. a small
0: world in Peter Pan. <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's off, off away a little bit. But it's still like when you're walking around, you yeah, come upon it.
2: It's like a pretty colonial mansion, right? Like um, very um, stately. um, Mm -hmm. And it kind of goes with the Liberty Square vibe. Very Americana. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I guess by contrast, the one in New Orleans Square in Disneyland is much more Southern Gothic, right? Yeah, It's an Um, antebellum. Yeah, and and a fun trivia fact about the mansion in California is that it... uh, could look dilapidated, like that was part of Mm -hmm. the design process. But uh, Walt insisted several times that the outside of the mansion would never look run down. I I believe the the phrase is, we'll take care of the outside, the ghosts will take care of the inside. Uh, (laughs) So kind of containing the spookiness to the inside of the mansion and maintaining a outward facade of... Uh, cleanliness and newness uh, so that it didn't contrast with the rest of the park which is always a huge focus there right of the cleanliness of Disneyland Uh, so instead of having this horrible eyesore just kind of sticking out it's this beautiful gothic antebellum mansion um, that on the inside is covered with cobwebs and teeming with ghosts um
0: Oh, Walt! I loved how Walt like. There's a bunch of like interviews and him kind of explaining the mansion, and he's like, "Yeah, we're inviting ghosts from all around the world." He <laughs> takes his took it very seriously, and he just like was really excited about this.
2: Yeah, and that's what what puts the Haunted Mansion into such a special place for any like massive Disney fan. Haunted Mansion has like a really special place in everybody's heart as being like the last attraction that Walt Disney really like put his creativity into. Like this was something that like after he had passed, it was like the last remnant of look look at what he gave us kind of thing. And it's um yeah, like a like a testament to his genius, uh, a monument, if you will.
0: Okay, so like my favorite part is the ballroom scene, which uses the Pepper's ghost and animatronics. They use these two effects to make that ghostly, it looks like the figures are dancing or they're shooting each other in the portrait. <laughs> and the fact that they created that 50 years ago, and it's yeah, they freshened it up. Yeah, it's amazing. And every time I feel like, I've been on it at least a hundred times. I feel like I see something new every single time. There's so much to look at. Uh yeah.
2: every one of those animatronics is is unique from each other and they're all up to their own, you know, up their own business. Um yeah. somebody's blown out candles on a cake and and people are dancing and and um yeah, I love that my I think my favorite ghosts in the whole in the whole ride are the ones that shoot each other in the portrait in that scene. They're
1: so good. <laughs> my favorite ghost is the one with the glass of wine hanging from the chandelier. I feel like that's <laughs> That's ghost goals. Like that's what you want. Yeah, he knows how to party. (laughs) Uh, And that scene is uh, a—it's an exercise in like set dressing, right? Like it is the creation of essentially a diorama. But the the amount of stuff, like the the way that the place has been dressed uh, and the way that it's been filled with just so much motion, to the point where yeah, you notice something new every time is unlike. Any other ride at Disneyland, save for maybe Pirates of the Caribbean with how yeah. detailed some of the the landscapes and um, cityscapes get in that ride. And that depth is really important. And it's not something we talk about enough when we're talking about theme park design. Like, give people so much to look at that they'll need to see it again, right?
0: Yeah. That will uh, we'll go on it three times a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. My last Magic Kingdom day. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, so Uh, I was watching a bunch of overlays and, uh, like, special edition versions. For the 50th anniversary of Disneyland, they had, like, actual actors in the ride, including people sitting in that scene with the cake. Oh, how nice.
2: I wish I could have seen that. I had an opportunity to go that weekend, and I did not take it. Shame. I was busy. And I was like, it's okay. It's just, it's just an anniversary. It's not, you know, I can see it anytime I want. (laughs) (sighs) And I miss the actors. Uh, But you're right to bring up the Pepper's Ghost animatronic uh, combo there um, as like something really special about this Mm -hmm. part of the ride. Um, It's like. It's an effect that was created over 50 years ago and absolutely still holds up. Yes. It's, it's one of the most authentic ways to portray a ghost like in real space. Like it, 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 Any other kind of hologram or projection just wouldn't look as good as the Pepper's. And they still use the Pepper's ghost technology. They just dropped a video of the new Beauty and the Beast ride. Um, and I think it's in, is it in Tokyo.
1: That is yes. in Tokyo.
2: And, they get all um, the best stuff. They get the best stuff. And they use that Pepper's Ghost technology along with an animatronic to do the scene where the beast uh, transforms back into the prince. And it's still, it still holds up. The tech has gotten maybe a little cleaner, but it's the same technique that they've been using for over 50 years. It's, uh, it's wonderful.
1: Yeah, it, it's no other ghost hologram illusion works quite as well. And I think part of why it works so well on the Haunted Mansion is really because of the doom buggies uh, yep. and, and the way that they move and point you directly at what the designers of the ride want you to be looking at. And the way that it, it just completely gives you th- this iconic view every time, uh, almost to the point where it feels a little limiting, to be honest. But I feel like that deliberateness uh, is part of what makes the Haunted Mansion so special.
0: Yeah, I love just leaning back and I'm like, ghost host, take me around. <laughs> I'm in the air conditioning because I'm in Florida and ninety percent <laughs> of the time it's over ninety five degrees outside. Oh boy. <laughs> Except one time during the Halloween party, it was pouring down rain. Han mentioned had a five minute wait. We we're like, we just need to get out of this rain. And of course it got stuck and it got stuck in the cold room where the air keeps like blowing on you. <laughs> oh my gosh. And you're soaking wet already. Yes. There's something to
1: be said for the way that it's like an escape, regardless of when and how you ride it though, right? Like this is one of the longest Yeah. It's one (laughs) of the longest attractions at any of the parks. Um at at Disneyland, I believe it clocks in at twelve minutes that you're on the Doom Buggy. Just about, just, just
2: about the same as, as Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Very, they're very similarly timed at, yeah, like 12, 13 minutes apiece.
1: And you can well, you can spend so long in the darkness and in that atmosphere mm-hmm. that it genuinely makes you feel different upon emerging.
0: Okay, speaking of feeling different, there's a theory <laughs> you guys talked about on your podcast, and I've seen it in a bunch of different Disney groups I'm in, and it's that you as a writer die during the ride yeah. like after you go from the attic you go backwards and down and people are like well that's your death yeah and then you see all these ghosts and they celebrate with you it's not it's a it's a really
2: really convincing theory <laughs> but yeah because you're wrong. hanging out in the <laughs> attic with with you're hanging out in the attic with Constance Hatchaway um and you see the hat box, box ghost and you're hanging out you know, this is clearly the top of the house. And then suddenly there you are going very slowly down a hill. And the next thing you know, you're in the grounds. It's, um, it's not a a, a official uh, story beat, uh, confirmed by Disney, but it is a a well accepted fan theory.
1: Yeah. Uh, I would, I would argue that it's, it's so convincing because of the subtext and evidence that we have, right? The part of the theory is that you get scared by the hatbox ghost and tumble out that window. And the proof that you are now dead in the reality of the ride is that the ghosts now look much more solid that you have, you've gone from observing ghosts to being in the world of the ghosts. Um, and that, that is convincing. Uh, but like I said, I'm skeptical. I I don't think this, like really works with the story of the ride because it ignores everything that happens after that, which is a hitchhiking ghost follows you home and you leave Um, and you're not dead. Uh, The tiny Constance Hatchaway at the exit is like, hurry back, bring your death certificate. So you have not earned your place as the 1000th happy haunt, in my opinion.
0: So one time I was riding the ride and like you said, they say a ghost will follow you home. And a little girl in front of me starts freaking out. And her mom's calming her down. And she's like, I don't want a ghost to follow me home. I don't want a ghost to follow me home. And her mom goes, no, no, it's a friendly ghost. It's a nice ghost. And the little girl goes, ghosts are real? Oh, Oh, no.
1: You just confirmed it, mom.
0: (laughs) I was like, "Oh no!"
1: That's actually just impressive. Like, that's that's some good rhetorical arguing.
0: Yeah, that kid, that kid was smart. That kid knew what was up. But she's like, "Well, you just confirmed it." <laughs> oh my gosh! That's, that,
1: that's uh, you gotta you gotta admit that it is a ride that can be tough for littler kids for sure. Yeah. And as much as we talk about the the balance of the humor with the spooks and the scares, the spooks and the scares are very real. Um, And and they do happen quickly and out of nowhere sometimes. That's part of what makes them scary. Yeah,
0: there's a couple of good jump scares. Yeah. Yeah. That has made me jump before. And I've written it a (laughs) hundred times.
1: (laughs) And I I don't think there's a movie in the world that could make me jump after seeing it a hundred times that has jump scares. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's part of what makes theme parks and rides and attractions special is that it's that full body experience it's that, that can affect you. Yeah. That immersivity uh, <laughs> trademark. Um, <laughs> that or immersivity that can affect your whole body over and over and over again because it's happening to you.
0: Well, let's just talk about the song, the grim greening ghost. And everyone's going to have it in their heads right now because I just said <laughs> those three words.
2: I just going to start singing it, but I don't want to get you in trouble for copyright.
1: Right. Alice actually has a a perfect baritone and can replicate the song almost exactly.
2: Yeah, so we get in trouble. Yeah, like YouTube
1: would pick it up as a copyright strike. It would be this whole mess. So better not have her sing at all.
0: I actually found out that one of the statues, you know, the bust that are singing together, one of their voices is the voice of Tony the Tiger that goes, They're great. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's a
2: what's his name raven's What's yes. what yeah raven's or Ra- raven something um yeah <laughs> he's uh he was also he did a handful of voices for disney and uh he's uh, a, a wonderful voice actor um
0: there's, that's another thing there's so many great voice actors in this yes and one of
2: the bus one of the bus that um i think it's the one that's fallen down his face is supposed to look like Walt disney is Oh, a, a Walt Disney face singing along to the, <laughs> to the Grim Grinning Ghost.
0: Yeah, That's they originally weren't the going to have those until they saw them singing together, the actors, the singers. And then they were like, we should put them in the ride.
2: <laughs> they're, um, yeah, they're great. They're a, a super fun addition to the, um, to the ride. Um definitely a a moment of levity especially if you when you recognize walt disney and you go wait a
1: minute (laughs) i know (laughs) know that guy guy." (laughs) the the right is so musical and and grim grinning ghosts is such a like perfect again perfect blend of spooky and scary and fun and funny and energetic uh and and it's such a a living song a a couple of other attractions at disneyland are song-based um, like it's a small world, for example, oh, yeah, or uh, the enchanted Tiki Room, which has a couple of songs in it that both of which are infamous for like repetitiveness and getting stuck in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Yo Ho and uh, Grim, Grinning Ghosts are different because they have this special thing that happens in the ride where it's iterated upon by the ride itself, right? Like yeah. you hear pieces of Grim Grinning Ghosts long before it actually picks up and you hear the whole darn song at the end. Um, you hear it in the foyer, you hear it in pieces in Madame Leota's seance, and then when it finally does pick up in earnest, uh, you get to hear the whole darn thing in different ways, right? For, with yes. the quartet and then with some of the other ghosts singing. It's... opera
2: singer. Yeah.
1: <laughs> It's just so wonderful. Same thing with Yo-Ho, right? You hear it as kind of a uh, instrumental in, in the caverns. You hear different parts of it. And then later it gets iterated on when uh, one of the pirates is playing it on a flute. And then later they're all singing it as the town burns. And then they're singing it drunkenly. And you get it, you get it in all these different ways. It makes the song the attraction. Uh, it kind of reminds me, honestly, of the Lord of the Rings soundtrack, where everything is leitmotifs, Uh, Star Wars too. It's the same song over and over again, just iterated on based on what character is doing something uh, to help you inform your emotional state. It's the same idea and it makes them so much more for a lack of a better word, cinematic as rides.
0: Yeah, you're completely right. And I've learned because of Star Wars that I'm very susceptible to musical cues. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yep, nope, I'm feeling stuff. Oh, speaking of someone who had no feelings, I'm so good at these segues, guys. You're Um, so good. So in 2006, the bride got a name and a backstory, Constant Hatchaway. We mentioned her before. How did you feel about her addition to the Spooks? What year did you say that was? 2006 in Disneyland.
1: It feels like it would be a little bit before that in my memory. Like, she's been around for a while but I do remember a time before that. There was a
0: bride. There was always a bride with a heart beating. So right. you might be thinking of that. Yeah, but, but but Constance is as as
2: a person with like a face and a voice and everything. Yeah, uh, uh, two thousand six doesn't sound like it was that long ago. But that was a long time ago. That was like prime our Disney going years. That was five hundred um,
0: years ago in quarantine time. Five
2: hundred years true. ago, in quarantine times. Um, you know what? <laughs> to be to be honest, um. I don't really remember it being a big deal in, in six. Um, but we weren't like news junkies then we yeah. I mean, I, I feel like we just showed up and, and then, Oh, there's a bride. <laughs> oh, she's got a face now. Um, yeah, it she did, says it did feel like, I do remember thinking they they're redoing this ride to go with the movie. That was and and that's not what they did because no. is not in the film. I remember that the crappy movie had come out, and then I remember <laughs> the Haunted Mansion changing, and in my head those things were related, <laughs> kind of like that when they changed Pirates of the Caribbean to yeah. include Jack Sparrow and then Barbosa and then Davy Jones and then not Davy Jones anymore, and, and how I was I remember all of those things being related because those movies came out within within months of each other *The haunted mansion and pirates of the caribbean buddy we were just talking about this didn't the haunted mansion and pirates of the caribbean weren't they released in the same year and pirates was the summer blockbuster and haunted mansion was the like hail mary um holiday movie holiday movie yes let's make a bunch of money over the holidays with a haunted mansion film
1: yeah it is one of the great tragedies of the haunted mansion movie that it had to compete with Quite possibly one of the best adventure films ever made that just also happened to be connected to a theme park attraction. Um, (laughs) Because that makes it seem so much worse in retrospect. And Alice, your misconception that Constance was part of the movie, honestly, I had that until last time we watched the movie. I was like, when's Constance going to show up? When's the axe murderer bride going to show up? She's not in this? And she never does. Exactly.
2: Um, and exactly. It's,
1: it's wild to me that she was updated, like, at all uh, into the ride. I have to say, I, I feel like she makes that part of the ride weaker. Um, I think the, the effect has aged really poorly uh, compared to the other effects in yeah. the ride. Because the projection
0: on a And the pro-
2: projection is not the, not the same as, like, a Pepper's Ghost. It's, right. Yeah. It, it doesn't and, feel as real.
1: And a, the original effect was not nearly as well lit, much farther back in a corner, and just had ominous red glowing eyes and a beating heart. And that's so spooky uh, <laughs> and very good. And there's actually another effect a bit like it still in the ride in the crypt at the very end. There's kind of a Grim Reaper figure that's really hard to see, but that kind of like, extra scare for people who are looking and for those who want to be scared is a powerful part of the atmosphere. Now she says things like, don't lose your head <laughs> or whatever. And I, I don't know, it just really takes away from the atmosphere of the attic. Yeah, um, I agree. Though she does match pretty well with the hatbox ghost, which was a long lost effect that is now back. So
0: that I feel back. like maybe
1: it's just a change of atmosphere.
0: Yeah, that came back in 2015, and we do not have a hat box ghost in Disney World. Wow! We
1: just,
0: yeah, we just go past the attic and we go down. Oh, weird! I don't remember. Do you that. do you
1: have constance?
0: Yeah, we have constance. Okay, and that's it. Um, the part about constance that I that I do like, I do
2: love when that the haunted mansion now kind of has a more, like, a storyline that you can follow if that's what you're into, but it's not like a, you're not narrated through the story. The the ghost host isn't being like, do you see the the indications scattered throughout this attic about Constance's ex-husband's (laughs) Like, like you can, you can see them and you can catch their names if you're looking for and reading them. It's like written under one of their portraits and, and stuff like that. But it's, and so it's a, it's directly telling you a story about a woman who's murdered a bunch of her husbands. And that's interesting and, and like coherent and cohesive and like feels good and feels like a series of Easter eggs that you can piece together on your own if you feel like it but it doesn't force it down your throat as a story. Right. Uh,
1: And and, and in many ways that makes it a stronger update to the ride than say, Jack Sparrow will never find this map, <laughs> which I am holding. Uh, and and rewriting Pirates of the Caribbean to be about an adventure of Jack Sparrow, which it never was really meant to be.
0: Let's talk about plot of the other haunted mansions around the world. Yay!
1: Yeah, because they have stronger plots than the ones that we have.
0: Yeah, because honestly, there's not really a story in the American and Tokyo version. No, yeah. it's
2: it's like I said, hinted at or, or Easter egged through, this, through the the uh, ride but like Phantom Manor for example has a a very
0: detailed story and this is in Paris and it's strangely in the western frontier land because Europeans love the American West something I did not know
1: (laughs) that's cool (laughs) (laughs) yeah when I guess when we think about Europe the parts of it that we gravitate towards are like castles and royalty and things like that Um, but just as fantastic is the American myth of the cowboy and the gold rush and the boom town and all of that in the West, right? So yeah. I feel like it's a, it's a pretty interesting cultural parallel that we like gravitate towards their kind of, we see it as like antiquated and romantic and same thing, right? Yeah. Our version of the antiquated romantic cultural touchstone is the old West.
0: And their haunted mansion is actually connected to the Thunder Mountain Railroad. And it's about this the richest guy in town. He has a wife. He has a daughter. He dies. And then the daughter goes off to marry someone who her parents would not have approved of. And then her groom dies. Mm. Yeah, and the dad
2: is haunting her and trying to keep her from getting married. And like... And then so she's doomed to wander the house forever in her wedding dress because her love left her behind. And, like, it's this super sad
0: story. They updated it. So, like, she has, like, four or three dead grooms because she keeps trying to get married. (laughs) And Yeah, (laughs) and her dad keeps killing them off. (laughs) I was like, geez, productive much? It's so sad. Yeah, and... The new version, she kind of goes crazy at the end, and she asks you if you would marry her as you leave.
1: Dun, dun, dun.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You're like, "Eh, no, thank you. (laughs) We see what happens to you. And so the other one in Hong Kong Disney is Mystic Manor. Mystic Manor.
1: Mystic Manor is one of my favorite attractions that I know it will be a long time before I ever get a chance to write it. Uh, and <laughs> it's it's a beautiful take on the haunted mansion like archetype, I guess. Mm-hmm. And of course, we know it's very, very different, right?
0: Yes. Chinese people have a different view of ghosts than the Western culture, so they stayed away from that. And it's about a professor who collects... Things from around the world as part of the Ventures Club which is actually a whole other storyline which maybe we'll cover <laughs> in <it> another time <laughs> and he has a monkey named Albert I believe yes. and Albert messes with something he shouldn't and it makes inanimate objects come to life a la Beauty and the Beast but kind of cooler <laughs> <laughs> and it's a trackless ride too Seeing that, like, before we got Rise over here, I don't think we had a trackless anything.
2: But yeah, I think Rise of the Resistance was our first trackless ride. And wow, is, is that a cool piece of tech. That is outrageously cool.
1: Yeah, trackless things are, are all the rage now. Uh, yeah. And as, as wonderful as they can be, uh, let's not forget that they cannot hold a candle to the Omnimover. Praise oh, crazy
0: the, the Omnimover. Okay, uh, <laughs> you guys sound like you're in a cult. <laughs> is the Omnimover paying you? To say nice things about it,
1: you can't, uh, can't
0: make me talk.
1: <laughs> yeah, we can neither confirm nor deny an Omnimover sponsorship. Uh, <laughs> but the the idea of things being trackless really aids in things feeling like magical, right? Yeah. Uh, And what makes Mystic Manor so cool is the way that the cars can kind of go from place to place within the manor, and you can experience things in different orders, and they can spin around the room as a magical vortex kind of consumes all of the spirits or whatever. Uh, It's awesome, and it has some of the best animatronics I've ever seen in my life, Uh, and Gosh, I just want to go to Hong Kong someday. I
2: want to go to Hong Kong so bad. That ride looks so cute and sweet. And I do love the the change, the like respectful change. They say, okay, well, the the Chinese culture, the reason the reason why they change it, Chinese culture reveres ancestors and and has like a, a like a really deep spiritual connection that to the point where having ghosts around would be like disrespectful and so they go okay well instead of ghosts let's do magic that's fun and and so instead of this spooky haunted attraction we get this crazy wild magical whirlwind of moving suits of armor and there's a cannon that hits you at one point. And uh,
1: there's like a giant tiki head. Uh, you said kind of like, like and Beauty and Beast. the Beast, but cooler. I would say it's like uh night at the museum, but. Oh. cooler. Yeah. Um, it's
2: a lot like night at the museum. And, um, and yeah. And all of these different rooms that you go in with different motifs from around the world that come to life and dance and you follow the cutest monkey on the planet. He's so cute. He's so cute, and you follow him around, and then, and then at the end, it's like, "Hey, did you touch that music box?" And he's he's like,
0: like, "No, my clothes no. are messed up, and there's like arrows in the wall, but no, no, everything's <laughs> fine." It's cute. It's precious,
2: and it it maintains so much of the spirit of like mixing the the fantastical with the reality, and, and so it feels related to the others but without any of the
0: ghosts it's cool oh and here's oh i'm getting good at these segues okay so denny elfman composed the music for that and denny elfman also did nightmare before christmas have you guys done the overlay for nightmare before christmas before it's my
1: favorite (laughs) Really? Um, it is not my favorite but (laughs) i do love it
2: i love it so much when i especially growing up um when they started doing the nightmare before Christmas overlay of the haunted mansion, I made it a point every year to go in October so that I could see Jack Skellington and friends. (laughs) I love the I love nightmare before Christmas. One of my favorite movies. And, uh, and that's the most goth thing about me. (laughs) Um, and it's just, it's such a fun overlay. And we, we actually did dedicate an entire episode to the haunted mansion holiday. Um, and like why the nightmare before christmas really is the only ip that disney owns that could ever pull something like this off
1: definitely yeah it's it's just the right amount of spooky and just the right amount of self-aware and it, it they match really really well
2: the plot of the film involves these characters taking over a holiday that's not theirs. So the plot of the (laughs) ride becomes, let's take over this ride. That's not ours. And, (laughs) and, and like, let's decorate it how we want to decorate it because that's what the kind of characters we are. And so everybody stays in character and every, you know, all your friends make appearances and, and the Danny Elfman score is obviously wonderful.
1: It does really work. And I love the new narration, too. My biggest issue with it is I just really love the Haunted Mansion. And having one-third or one-fourth, I think, of the year where you can't ride the actual Haunted Mansion uh, makes me reconsider certain trips to Disneyland now that I don't live right next to it. Uh, I'm like, oh, I don't really want to go in it's Haunted Mansion holiday. I'd rather go in January or in – well, not October, see? I'd rather (laughs) go in July Um, because – October, November, and December become this hollow Thankmas mashup, uh, where it's Haunted Mansion Holiday forever, um, and that's just a really long time for an overlay to be there, especially it an is. annual one.
2: It is. probably too long. Um, I, I I do I I do agree. Oh, the original Haunted Mansion is the is the superior ride. I say, <laughs> I say Nightmare Before because That Haunted Mansion Holiday is my favorite as kind of a like it's my favorite. Thing that changes for a, for a holiday. It's my favorite like set of decorations that they could ever do for for any kind of holiday. Um, could you
1: imagine haunted mansion Star Wars overlay? I can. Oh my goodness! And I can imagine it being really boring.
2: Really boring. <laughs> so like uh, Space Mountain will do the you know the
0: hyperspace hyperspace mountain
2: and and Ghost Mountain. Yes, exactly. They'll do those and those are fun. But the yeah the best overlay absolutely goes to haunted mansion holiday. Uh, yeah, but I agree I f- that if I only had a chance to go to a Disney park one time all year long, I would probably not choose one of those months because I would want to get to experience the original Haunted Mansion instead.
0: Or don't go in August when it's closed for a month. Yep. Right. Sure.
1: Yeah. And see, they also have to close it before and after. So who even knows when the ideal time to ride the Haunted Mansion is?
0: January. I do. It's January. February. <laughs> it's late January, <laughs> early February.
1: And that, that's, the pr- that's the proper time to visit Disneyland for sure.
0: It's true. I- so I asked on social media why people are obsessed with this ride because it's like everyone's favorite. And I asked Bree, who's my usual co-host, and they said it started their love of everything spooky, like at a young age. Well, like, you know, they go on the ride and that's their comfort ride.
1: I completely get that too. Like it's accessible spookiness. It, yeah. is, it is the most goth thing about me that I love this ride. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, we're not uh, goth. <laughs> No. so like it's true there's there's a certain entry level uh air to it all and yet intensely comforting um and i get that yeah it's very cool
0: um mark on twitter said that he just remembers going on it as a kid and it just like blew him away and he also says like he judges all other dark rides by honda mansion <laughs> totally with you there mark absolutely
1: <laughs> i i agree that it sends that it sets this high water mark and it's not fair like i don't know i don't know if anything will ever reach the heights of the original haunted mansion even even its more recent like counterparts like is mystic manor as good of a dark ride ah i don't know um ha- somebody will different. just
2: have to pay me to go to hong kong to <laughs> <Yeah>. find out
1: <laughs> unfortunately without hands-on experience how will we ever know
0: pay me <laughs> <laughs> and arzu who's a writer for the geeky waffle says that it's the general creepy and kind of unsettlingness at the same time not scary ambiance, yes. and it's just halloween and of course she loves the ghost dancing in the ballroom which is my favorite part too Yes. I love in the Halloween party, they have the parade, and it's like half Haunted Mansion now. Delightful. Yeah, they have the Hitchhiking Ghosts, Gus, Ezra, and Phineas. I know their names. I'm personally <laughs> acquainted with them now, because they, they hang out on my Doom buggy every time. Yeah. Um, the, um, Constance's there, and then they have the Dancing Ghost, and... Oh, how fun. Yeah, the parade is awesome.
2: They really do know their audience. Disney knows a Haunted Mansion is a hot ticket for them, and... And they market it and sell merch like crazy, and That's it
1: goes so yeah.
2: fast. I own a pair of leggings that are all is it's the <laughs> wallpaper.
1: <laughs> the there are so many like images and details of the haunted mansion that make for very good merchandise. But I was going to say they know, and also they know not to overdo it. Like it's not too much merch. Like you can get maybe. I, I disagree with this statement as soon as I say it, but you mm-hmm. can get maybe too much Star Wars merch at Disneyland no, now. No, that's, no. You're
2: right, song, that that's no, no. You said that to the wrong crowd. No, know. That, I
0: that know. ain't it. That ain't it.
1: But you can get, you can get maybe a dozen uh, Haunted Mansion products at a single time.
0: Wait, is do there, you guys have a Haunted Mansion gift shop? No, oh, yeah. we have a cart. Disneyland? Well, there's a cart, but then, oh. no, there is, it, it's attached
2: to, um, uh, Buddy, it's over there by the, not by the pieces of eight, it's,
1: Oh, you're talking about it's Le Bat-en-Rouge.
2: Le Bat-en-Rouge, yeah. But
1: the, the problem with Le Bat-en-Rouge is that it's 75% of the time uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs>
0: yes. But the well, other the we other have parts a whole, are Haunted Mansion. We have a whole store, Memento Mori. Oh. And nice. the backstory is Madame Leota used to work there. And Ooh. I am totally throwing Emily out there, telling everyone that last February, she paid $17 for a doggy squeak toy, Haunted oh. Mansion.
1: Aww. I mean that sounds adorable and great and, and I hope the dog had a really good time.
0: For 2 weeks. And then <laughs> they destroyed it. Oh. That makes sense. Yeah, so we have a whole a whole shop and you can ghostify yourself in a portrait over there. There's a bunch of merch and yeah.
2: I need to go back to Disney World in a month that's not May where yes. it was so busy.
0: It was in the february most- or end of january that yeah. is
1: that the is the proper park. time to visit a theme park uh we I- did do
0: uh universal
2: florida in january one year um yeah. in, and in that about was 24 perfect. hours we t- <laughs> yeah we took the red eye out and then went to the park and then took the flight back
0: well whenever <laughs> that so it's fun. not crazy enough you guys can always stay with me i'm an <gasps> hour away yay and i will always go to disney
1: uh, I, I do have a, a, a piece of trivia and it kind of explains why we don't have a full on Haunted Mansion shop, like exit through the gift shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the original walkthrough attraction was that it, it would end in a uh, kind of oddity shop. Oh yeah. Full of all sorts of uh, mystical merchandise and presumably things that would like come alive and, <laughs> and st- as you were walking through the store, that never came to be. Uh, And so I think they never managed to really add an exit through the gift shop sort of moment. And I'm glad for it because we have exit through the crypt now, uh, which I think is even better.
2: Yeah, the exit through the crypt and then there's a cute little cart at the end that's parked there that'll sell Haunted Mansion merch if you really want it. But otherwise you get that exit through Through that bottom of the house and into the sunlight and into the jazz music like I was talking about before. Um, And and that is a really cool, unique, like, New Orleans Square experience.
1: For sure.
0: Okay, so let me just... Two more. Maggie says, it's a calm down sit ride. Like you guys were saying, it's a long ride. And you get out of the Florida heat if you're in Disney World. (laughs) And there's always something new to see. And then Hannah says... It's a mix of old and new for Disney, and it's just timeless. It is timeless. Really really good points.
1: Yeah, Yeah. the the idea that the the Haunted Mansion um, appeared one day uh, and that it has always been there is actually, (laughs) like, worked into its lore. Mm -hmm. Um, It was part of, like, while it was being built. And I can think of no more timeless symbol of, like, kind of – american haunting um in in the way that we think about it and i agree there's there might not ever be a ride that does what this ride does and that's so special uh and it will always have a place in my heart even if it doesn't always have a place in the parks i feel like if they tore this ride down there would be actual outcry not just like
2: (laughs) Not, like, Twitter outcry, but, Twitter like outcry but, like, actual
1: protests. People would protest out front of Disneyland to save save the Haunted Mansion. Uh, and if it happens when I'm 90, I might be among them.
0: Uh, true. It's yeah, true. there's nothing as scary as a bunch of Disney fans. <laughs> <laughs> Practically rabid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, one other thing that I forgot to mention is, I think, that makes it so great is the cast members. Because Ugh. I feel like... Everybody who works there like truly loves this ride, loves the atmosphere. I would love to be a Haunted Mansion
2: cast member. I love the the intensity and the, the gloominess about them. That, I bet that's just so much fun. I bet it's both fun to do and if you were in a bad mood and had to go to work anyways, you can kind of take it out on people a little yeah, bit. Yeah,
1: vindicating.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I I think that's one of the more that and probably like jungle cruise skipper probably among the more the like more fun things to do at the park or um, the
0: imperials or or the first oh, order and rise and you yes. can like make fun of people which That would be the, so fun. They made fun of me. Did they? <laughs> yeah, they said you shouldn't wear the resistance logo right on your jacket if you're undercover
1: or something like not, that. Not not much of a spy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like, uh, so fun.
2: Yeah, in a similar of- way, they they have to act like really like grim and serious, and uh, and and they they get to like relish that as a character. I think that's
1: fun. Part of the the magic of Disneyland is the cast members, and we've been hearing for the last week or so mm-hmm. that many cast members uh, were laid off. Yeah, um, and that's that's a really really like tragic thing because they bring so much to the table in terms of making the parks what they are. And part of what makes the Haunted Mansion cast members so iconic is not just their outfits and their their demeanor, but the contrast against the baseline cast member who doesn't get to have that, right?
0: Yeah, and, the, they're always smiling, always happy. You know? Yeah,
1: and, and it's actually, you guys talking about it made me think, Like, actually, they break that way more often than I think they would like, how do we even know what a baseline Disneyland cast member is when there's the Jungle Cruise skippers and the Haunted Mansion people and the people at uh, Tower of Terror, who also get to have that cadaverous pallor? <laughs> uh, oh, right? yeah.
0: One of them has a really great evil laughter that kind of freaked me out once. <laughs> oh, well, no. The, the door was closing. He just goes, ha, ha, ha. and I was like, oh, he's way too good at that, and he's in charge of this ride. <laughs> That's so fun.
1: Is this the time that I'm doomed?
0: Yeah, I'm like, I've been on this, so I'm I'm tempting fate.
2: (laughs) And they're so memorable. They're so memorable and special. And, like, when you meet, like, a really good cast member who's particularly good at their job, you remember that forever. You
1: do. It's true.
2: It's so, it's wonderful. It it really has been. This week has been really hard uh, as, as members of Theme Park Twitter to see all of the, we follow so many cast members on on Twitter, and to see their the absolute tragedy of them being laid off, and and how much that the job means to them, and how much the experience is um, is it important to them, and they they put everything into it, and it's it's um it's yeah it's been it's been hard to see, um, and it's just I guess a sign of this weird unprecedented time that we're living in. Um, and we don't even have the, the benefit or the joy of getting to go to a theme park to forget about the times that we're living in. Yeah.
0: Um, it's, uh, it's, it's been rough. Yeah. No, theme parks is like, yeah, where you go to escape. And like you guys were saying, Haunted Mansion, you, it's so immersive that you forget what day it is, what time it is, even where you are, really. Yeah. And you just, you join some ghosts for a little while and you go to a party and it's fun.
1: Yeah, and and that atmosphere can't be replicated anywhere else in the world except for I guess the other haunted mansions. I was about (laughs) to say
0: because while they were building Disneyland, they just made a a, a, duplicates of everything and then shipped them over to Florida and was like, "Here's your haunted mansion."
2: Put them down and then shifted them all slightly to the left to mess (laughs) with Native
0: Californians.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like sometimes the Magic Kingdom was designed to destroy the minds of Californians.
0: um (laughs) that's how how I feel about Disneyland I'm like why is everything so small (laughs) everything is so small
2: and so like walking into Magic Kingdom I was like no this is so big I'm gonna
0: get lost nothing is where I left it
1: where are my keys
0: what is Star (laughs) Tours doing in Tomorrowland it takes place in a far galaxy far far away a long time ago
1: yeah you know we've we've had this discussion on our podcast and (laughs) on our our patreon podcast too like star tours your days are numbered aren't they that makes me so sad um but yeah uh i do have a question only thing
2: keeping tomorrowland alive right now
1: so the 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 prevailing opinion online does seem to be that uh disneyland california has the superior haunted mansion i'm not saying this to brag
0: they're the, exactly the same. Very, <laughs> very, very similar. I watched I watched the Tokyo one too. And then I watched the Disneyland one multiple times. And the only difference I can find is the exterior. We get to sit down and look at the portraits. i like, some people. I like the walking tour. I already said
1: that. <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge fan of and, the, rem- the remnants oh, of the walking tour.
0: <laughs> our stretching room is in an elevator like your guys is. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but that's just ingenuity.
0: Yeah. So, um... <laughs> And we just don't have the the hat box ghost. That's it. Everything else is the same, exactly the same.
2: It is. It's basically identical. I was really blown away um, that at how similar it was. I personally am a fan of the walking tour part of it. I like that they break up the line a little bit, like in Rise, where you're in line for a while and then you move to a different part of the line. It makes the line feel shorter, mm-hmm. even though you're you're still in line. <laughs>
1: It also um, gives you time to continue to immerse yourself, right? Those different phases are really uh, important to the unique kind of atmosphere that the haunted mansion creates. Yes,
2: but other than that, it is essentially an identical place. The thing, the thing that we do have the superior one of in California is Pirates of the Caribbean.
1: Yeah, it's, oh, no holds barred, absolutely. It's longer.
0: It's like, it's like twice as long.
1: <laughs> like four extra scenes.
0: <laughs> Except we have like four parks and two water parks and okay. like a bunch of other stuff, including like a bunch of hotels so you can actually stay on property without putting on like three grand a night. <laughs> I'm just saying. No,
1: you're, you're right.
2: <laughs> I do have an unabashed, unironic love of Typhoon Lagoon.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm obsessed. <laughs> I'm Blizzard Beach Girl. Because I went there as a child.
1: Yeah, see, the, the last time I went to Disney World uh, was 900 years ago. And uh, Blizzard Beach was brand new. And yeah. So I have a lot of really positive memories of Blizzard Beach. Um, it's classic but now. Yeah. Now it's, now it's classic because, again, it has been there for 100 years. Yeah, quarantine for, because...
0: time.
2: <laughs> it's weird because you went there 900 years ago, like you just said.
1: Oh, what, what, did I say time 900? Time has
0: no meaning. Yeah. We're Tons all stuck going. on the 13th hour on a clock. <laughs> yeah. Brought it together, guys. Okay. Buddy, <laughs> Alice, tell people how they can find your podcast.
2: Uh well, our podcast, as I said before, is called Those Happy Places. Um, you can find it at thosehappyplaces.com or just search those happy places wherever you uh wherever you get your podcast. Except for Spotify. I'm working on it though.
1: Uh, We treat theme parks, rides, and attractions like literature. We do deep dives into your favorite attractions from not just Disney, but also Universal, Six Flags, uh, some Cedar Fair parks, uh, including, of course, Knott's Berry Farm, the greatest local theme park in the world.
0: Uh,
1: And we are just passionate about these places and believe that they deserve the analysis level that you might reserve for literature or film. Uh, and we think that what we do is special and unique and fun, so uh, come on down and check it out. You
2: can find it on Twitter at Happy Places Pod is the, is the Twitter handle for our show. Our next episode that we're going to be releasing on those Happy Places is... We're also going to be revisiting the Haunted Mansion in our next episode. It's been a minute since we've talked. We have three entire episodes dedicated to Haunted Mansion on our feed, if that's yeah, what people floor. are looking this for. This is why more. I asked you. I like, <laughs> people are people want like more podcasts just about the Haunted Mansion. Uh, I think it's episode one, episode 17, and then a bonus episode, which is where we watch the film. Um, and we dedicated a longer amount of time than the film runs. Like, our podcast <laughs> is... Our episode is longer than the movie is, talking about the movie, um, with a noted uh, icon, Charles Gastine podcast podcast royalty, Charles Christine. Um And... And so we're going to go back and revisit because it was our very first episode we ever did about the Haunted Mansion. And so we want to return to it two years later and, uh, and, and think about what we had said in the past and how we feel going forward and, and what has changed in the, uh, in the landscape of the, of the ride. This was like a, like a good, uh, good conversation. I'm glad that we, that we did this.
1: Yeah, I feel very refreshed about everything that we've thought about the haunted mansion in the past. You've I'm looking re- forward to kind of like updating our read of the ride.
2: Yeah, you, Candace, have refreshed my uh, my fandom for this for this oh. ride and reminded me why I love it so much.
0: I'm glad I could help. And speaking of Disney, the Geeky Waffle has a spinoff podcast called Straight Out of Home Video, and Alice is on a bunch of them, <laughs> <laughs> including all our Aladdin trilogy. And we're going to have the Hercules coming up soon. And we're going to try to do a Halloween episode soon. Ooh, I'm so excited. And I, uh, I
1: was just listening to the uh, Aladdin and the King of Thieves episode. And you guys gave a remarkable review of that. It was really good.
0: Aladdin's Yay. hot dad, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Aladdin's
2: hot dad.
1: <laughs> Played by That's John Rice davies so- like... <laughs>
2: That show was so fun. And if anybody's listening to this and isn't listening to straight out of home video, they need to go do that. Because yes. you guys do
0: it's so much fun to listen to. Thank you. It's all at the geekywaffle.com. So thank you, Alice. Thank you, buddy, so much for the spooky episode of <laughs> The Geeky Waffle. Stay geeky, everyone.